welcome. Thank you for joining us here at ICGC Caris Temple Podcast. Pastor Prince Nyako is the head pastor of ICGC Caris Temple, serving under the leadership of Dr. Mentor Otabel. Pastor Prince is a dynamic preacher of God's unadulterated word, characterized with a strong prophetic insight and prayer ministry. He is a strong advocate for discipline and order in the body of Christ, with messages centered on fasting, holiness, prayer, and integrity. And now, to today's message. Great achievement, and uh, the subtitle, The Portrait of the Winner. We've done part one. So the first part of the great achievement, we looked at having the mind of a winner. And then we moved to the next part, we looked at the portrait of a winner, part one, where we said last week that the winner does not see problems, but he sees challenges. So this morning, we're going into part two of the portrait of the winner. And I pray that it becomes a blessing to you. Amen. I want you to close your eyes and lift up your right hand and speak the language of the Holy Spirit. You must not only hear my voice, but you must hear the word of God. The voice of God in my voice. Pray that Lord speak to me. Speak the language of the Holy Spirit. It's a spiritual encounter you are having. And you have to pray that the Lord will help you to hear his voice. Speak the language of the Holy Spirit. That Lord, I don't want to live here the same. I don't want to live here the same. I don't want to live here the same. Let something change in my thinking pattern. Let something change about my personality. Let something change about my motives. Let something change about how I see myself in you, Lord. You are God. Elohim. Ancient of days. thank you for your word thank you for your presence thank you for your power embedded in your word 
about to be unveiled and released into the lives of your people. I pray for clarity. I pray for utterance. I pray for grace to release the exact things you want your people to receive. Let your spirit and your ears come alive to pick up your word. In Jesus name. Amen. So the portrait of a winner part two. The portrait of the winner part two. Last week we looked at the first portrait and we said a winner does not see problems but the winner sees challenges and never forget that. This morning I continue with the second attribute of a winner. Winners don't allow themselves to be shaped by circumstances, criticisms, or the opinions of others. Winners don't allow themselves to be negatively shaped by circumstances, by the words of critics, and by people's opinions. Many people are where they are because they allowed the negative words of critics to hinder what they had wanted to do. Anytime you allow people's words to turn you into a negative figure, you are sure that you can never make any achievement in your life. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 28 to 33, I'm going to read to you, and a lot of wisdom is there, but I will screw myself to the subject. Maybe another time we will look at it better. So the Bible said, And Eliab, his elder brother, today again give me the GNT. And Eliab, Eliab, David's oldest brother, heard David talking to the men. So there was a battle. Goliath was there. The army of Israel had failed to build capacity or courage to attack Goliath. King Saul, you know, if you're a king those days, not like now that they carry them in Palanquin. A king in those days lead the army or the nation to war, to battle. So King Saul has also failed in attacking Goliath. So David happened to come on the scene. Are you here? They sent him to bring food. And he has brought food to his people and he saw what was happening. So let's follow the story. Eliab, David's oldest brother, heard David talking to the man. He became angry with David and said, what are you doing here? Who is taking care of those sheep of yours out there in the wilderness? You smart Alec. You. You just came to watch the fighting. 29. Now what have I done? David asks. Can't I even ask a question? So the old King James, take him back to the old King James. He said, and David said, what have I done? Or what, what or what have I now done? Is there not a cause? And he turned from him toward another 
and spoke after the same manner. And the people answered him again after the former manner. Verse 31. And when the words were heard which David spoke, they rehearsed them before the king saw. And he asked them to bring him or he sent for him. Verse 32. We are going to 33. Madam. And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant, and that statement is for another day, but I'll chip something in. He said, Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. So Saul sees David and began to have a father's feeling towards David. That David, my son, is as though he was saying, David, my son, you're a young man, but this man has been a warrior from when he was a young man. That means that when you look at the caliber of Goliath, that David is saying, I'm going to attack him and kill him, King Saul was like, boy, please. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is out of the way. It's not possible. Like I go and stand before Hokogan in his prime. <laughs> that I'm going to fight him. Hmm. Now, when David got there, Eliab, his elder brother, remember, I want to give you a background. Eliab was there when David was an anointed king. In fact, Eliab was one of his brothers that were rejected. Put it at the back of your mind. <laughs> Eliab, Abinadab, Shammah, they were all rejected. And they stood to wait for David to be anointed. And this happened before this Goliath encounter. So what do you think Eliab will be having in his heart towards David? It's likely that the spirit of envy, the spirit of rejection, and the spirit of bitterness might have been operating in his elder brother. And seeing David on the scene, the elder brother became agitated and intimidated. But the elder brother was sounding as if he had a good intention. I'm not jumping the gun. I'll come to the point I'm making. So Eliab looks at David and approaches him and says, what are you doing here? What have you, why have you left the few sheep you are taking care of and you have come here? You just came to watch the fight. That is how you are. Have we called you here? Who has called you here? Can't you see that generals are taking plans and strategies on how to bring down Goliath? What are you doing here? And the Bible said David turned from earlier and turned to other people and told them the same thing. Who is this guy? What will be done for the man who destroys him? He rehearsed the same thing. He didn't change what his intention was. He didn't change the vision because he met an opposition. 
He kept the vision and God connected him to the right people who will encourage him, who will lead him to where victory was. I pray for you that this life, if you want to be a great achiever, you must learn to overcome the negative words of people. You must learn to overcome the negative impressions that people have about you. You must learn to overcome it. Eliam tried to embarrass and belittle David. That is what you see with people who cannot do what God has called you to do. That is what you see with failures who should have done what you are attempting to do. The spirit of Eliab is the spirit of those who should have done what you are attempting to do, yet they try to belittle you and embarrass you and discourage you and write you out of what you want to do. The spirit of Eliab is that spirit that tries to tear down your sense and your drive to achieve something. Be careful who you speak to when God speaks to you. Be careful who you communicate with when God is batting a vision in you. Be careful who you talk to when you face opposition in your career, in your pursuit in life. Be careful because if you speak to an earlier, he will tear down your drive to achieve anything in life. May you also not be an earlier to a David around you. Yeah. May you not be an earlier. May you not operate in the spirit of earlier. The spirit of earlier is that spirit that tries to turn a David into another earlier. So what earlier was trying to do to David was to turn him into another of his type. That if we have not been able to bring down Goliath, you too come and be like us. That was what Eliab attempted because an ordinary person, and next week we will look at the third attribute of a winner. And you will realize why David turned away from Eliab. Because it's not everybody who, could, who can turn away from his Eliab. Eliab was the eldest of the siblings of David. It will not be easy for you to turn away from your elder brother. Are you following me? So David turned away and, and he got another report. Eliab will try to make you like him. If I'm a failure, you too must be a failure. But it will be disguised. It will look like a nice opinion. But it is to cap you into failure. Eliab attempted to kill the sense of success in David. David was at the point of his breakthrough. When you are at the point of your breakthrough, Eliab will be there. And the voice of Eliab is also to keep you in your comfort zone and in your safe zone. Eliab is always there. That is why anytime God wants to stretch you, if you don't yield to the stretching, you will yield no fruits in your life. 
Eliab would try to counter the move of God. God was bidding David into destiny. Destiny was about to be birthed in David. And Eliab was there attempting to shut down the move of God. I pray for you that you will not allow the negative words of people to reshape you from being the vessel God wants to use you. In the name of Jesus. Eliab questioned the integrity and the motive of David. Yeah. Remember, not every judge is just at the courtroom. Did you hear that? <laughs> not every judge is just in the courtroom. A judge can sentence you to death or sentence you to prison for maybe running an alcoholic business. But right after that, he will go and drink. <laughs> that is why when Jesus met the people who tried to stone the woman, he wrote something on the floor and said, eh, cast the first stone if you have not seen before. So though Eliab seemed to have been saying something that looks like a good motive, you see, what you see in life, when you are achieving something, people will come and question your motive. Why is she singing like that in church? She wants to impress somebody. <laughs> Why is he always passionate about the work? He wants to impress the boss. Why did he wear this dress? Why is he wearing this color? <laughs> Why is he starting this business? And she wants to be known. So, Eliab's, they have nothing to offer, but they want to kill the light of people. So Eliab, you see, so Eliab was asking a very sensible question. Why have you left the few sheep in the bush? But this was the man who was also rejected from becoming king. So do you think that he's asking with a good intention? If you don't know Eliab, you would think that, oh, he's been a responsible elder brother. Hi, are you here? Don't always be naive. Don't always be a novice. The words of men can cloud their intentions. But David was a man with another spirit. He knew what he wanted. He knew what was birthed in him. He knew his capacity. He knew who he was. He knew that the hand of God was upon him. It's so interesting that, can you imagine Mercy sitting at the stands and watching Accra House of Folk and Kotoko? And there is a last penalty to play. Like the penalty Asamoajan had. You think Messi will miss it? If Messi is telling you that this thing I can score, but everybody in the team is afraid to play, will you doubt him? No. Messi knows who he is. I read an article when he went to PSG, their first training, all the players were, they opened their mouth. Huh? We knew you, but we didn't know that this was how you were. That was what happened to the Queen of Sheba. When he entered into the palace of Solomon, they had heard of the fame of Solomon. 
But when she entered into the palace, it was another thing. Ten times. Neymar was standing there. The other one too was standing there. He said, hey! David knew what he carried, who he was. What has God put in you? What God has put in you may not be in your best friend. And the best, op- best, best opinion the enemy can use against you are the people who are closest to you. <laughs> the best opinion the enemy will use against you will not be the worst of your enemy. Because the worst of your enemy, he knows that you, you are anointed to counter. It's very easy for you to bind the devil, yes or no? But it, it, it will be very difficult for you to bind your mother. <laughs> are, are you here with me? It will be very difficult for you to bind your personal person. But most of the time, the enemy uses the people closest to us. So Jesus was on his way to achieve his assignment and the devil entered into Peter. He wanted to stop him. Peter! The very person Jesus was going to leave the church in his hands. But Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. One day if your best friend calls you Satan, don't get angry. Because at that point, your words did not align with divine assignment. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. Eliab will always try to break what we call your vim. The spirit of Eliab carries the atmosphere of depression and the spirit of atmosphere of failure and the atmosphere of I cannot and the atmosphere of I don't deserve and the atmosphere of inferiority complex. That is what Eliab carries along. I pray that Eliab will not operate around you. I pray the spirit of Eliab will not find a place in your heart. In the name of Jesus. The spirit of Eliab injects doubt into you. You cannot do it. You are not this person. You cannot do it. The spirit of Eliab makes you feel powerless and hopeless. Any prophecy that comes upon you through any man of God. That makes you feel useless, hopeless, powerless, fearful. That prophecy, immediately the man finished speaking. And you are going to sit down in your chair. Throw that prophecy away immediately. Because words has the power. Remember the Bible said God framed the words, the world, by the words of of his power, by the power of his word or the words of power. That means that there is so much power in words that if you joke with your efforts will be neutralized by the power of words. Yes. That is why when great men are going to speak in public, they come with scripts because one word can tear down the dynasty they built. They come with scripts. And if your political opponent wants to mafia you, he will get connected to the script writer and put something in you didn't read. And whilst you are reading, you will see that when you get to that point, you will be repeating yourself 
like a politician I saw one time in the news. He said, this is not what I said you should write. <laughs> Words are powerful. Are you here with me? So every campaign season, every party gets a slogan. Because words go before a man. Before you get to somewhere, your words should have taken you there already. Should I repeat that? Before you get somewhere in life, your words should have gone there far beyond time. That is why you must be praying every day. Praying every day. You might not have been married today, but pray into your marriage. You might not be a CEO today, but pray into the future. You might not have children today, but pray. Are you here with me? The spirit of Eliab operates like the spirit of Saul. Saul said, my son, my son, please, don't try. Let's go to verse 33. Yes. And Saul said to David, thou art not able. That is the voice of the spirit of Saul. Just like Eliab. But you see, as much as the spirit of Eliab looks like the spirit of Saul, Saul was better than Eliab. I'll prove it to you. Am I blessing you? Yes. And remember the subject, don't allow anybody's negative word to frame you up. Eliab forever did not believe in the capacity of David. But for Saul, Though he said that, my son, you are not able, after David recounted what God had done with him in the bush, because when Saul saw David, he thought that David was a novice. He just came. He didn't know. You see, what the makeup of a man is not normally in his appearance. Did I say something that hit you? Yeah. That is why you must never... Look down on anybody. I watched a short clip this morning before I came. A three-minute clip. And I think I can chip it here. So these three ladies went for an interview in a workplace. And when they got there, there was this lady sweeping the place. And one of the three ladies seemed to know the lady sweeping the place. So he said, hey, is that you, Helen? Is that you? He said, yes. Hey, so after all these crazy things you were doing, this was the best breakthrough God could give you. A cleaner. Let's go and clap, Yungo. Let's go and chase women, Yungo. Amen, Yungo. Let's enjoy Yungo because you said you found a God. Is that the position God can give you in this company? The lady was still quiet. Then he said, Oh, please, the manager said I should pick your CVs, all three. The first lady who knew her and was talking said, Ah, me, I should give you. You are a cleaner. I didn't come for you. I came for the manager. He started insulting the woman. Bad luck. You want to put bad luck on my CV? Want to put... <laughs> the second one to follow her. Say, please, me, I didn't even come for the job. I came for the manager. I came to manage the manager. So, so, <laughs> so, baby, Gina. Then the third one quietly gave her CV. Then Helen changed her voice. You said, you see? You said God can't do anything. I am going to determine who gets the job here. Manager, come. 
By the time the man said, Madam. No, we need Jimmy to say, Brother, I told you. He said, Prepare the account room. We have gotten our account manager. Hello, dear. The manager will talk to you. Ask for these two. Please handle them. And she walked out. A man's appearance will not tell you his whole story. Yeah. So Saul did not know. But when David recounted what God had done with him in the bush. Ah, lions came and they took a lamb and I approached them. I killed them and took the lamb from their paws. From their paws. A bear came. So as you are seeing me here, King Saul, I've killed bears and I've killed lions. I'm sure at that point the king's mind will change. Listen to me, child of God. The little victories you have in Christ the little challenges you face in your life, the little obstacles you face in your life, make sure you win them because it will be the premise upon which the head of your Goliath will be served to you in your generation. Win the battles. Take them one by one. You may fall, you may fail, but when you fail, it doesn't mean you're a failure. Attempt it again. Attempt and attempt and attempt until you win battle one, battle two, battle three. They may look insignificant. The battle to even come to church early, you must win it. The battle to pray every day, you must win. The battle to stay off your phone and pray a little, you must win. The battle to go to work early, you must win. The battle to be diligent at work, you must win. The battle to love your inferiors or your, your, your subordinates, you must win. The battle to see yourself as a human being, you must win. The battle to see yourself as a child of God, you must win. The battle to learn how to sow seed, you must win. The battle to be a faithful titan, you must win. The battle of committing yourself to the Lord, you must keep winning and winning because out of them, out of them, out of them, God is building in you a giant killer. Give the Lord a good clap offering. Many people are overly influenced by what other people think about them. Other people, like their parents. <laughs> yes, your parents may not trust. You know, you don't see anything good in you. Yeah, and it happened to David. His father forgot that he was part of his sons. And maybe you are here. Your father even, I was talking to a lady, he said, Pastor, my father didn't think that I would become something. But today, amongst my siblings, I feed my father and my mother. Yeah. He said, the father was just paying her fees, keke, because no abong. Bad at mass, bad at science, nothing. It was Dr. Otabel who was preaching. And she heard Doc preaching. And she believed in herself. And today, she holds two masters. Works in a very wild company. And anytime the parents need money, she remits them. I see a giant killer in you. If you will learn to overcome the negative names and 
callings and words that people use against you. Don't hate them. Hate what they said. Fight what they said. Don't fight them. Sometimes your pen in must use words to provoke you into success. Don't kill your pen in You can kill Goliath. You can kill Jezebel. But don't kill Penina because there are different kinds of enemies. And one of the enemies God wants you to pray that they live long are your Peninas. Hannah needed Penina to provoke her to go into God's presence. Hannah needed somebody who would tease her. You are calling my son to tell you to deliver. Tell your God to give you a child. Don't pray against that enemy. That enemy must live to see that your God is not dead. Yeah. But those who go in camping, climbing trees, going, taking your picture, oh, by fire, by thunder, they will die. Yeah. Give the Lord a clap of it. Things are there, things day. <laughs> Yesterday I was I was tired and I was about to sleep and somebody called me. He said, she has been when she sleeps, when she's about to sleep, eh? then Mununku for four consecutive times in this month. And she will see a person and she knows the person because of online Gangodi. And the person will be fighting her out of her marriage. And this person is very close to her husband. Say, I have married my son. Who are you to come and take it? I will destroy this marriage. So she called. I was tired. I was not in the mood of prayer. But you know, if even Eliab is tired, his words can raise a prophet. So I said, okay, take this, take this, let's pray. On the phone, she started manifesting. And the person she had been seeing began to talk. Uh-huh. Be there. And she mentioned her name, gave details, and said, I, I, I made them forget about her pastor. How come she remembered to call him? This man, this man, you've worried me. Okay, I'm leaving. The fire is too much. I won't come back again. I don't want to die tomorrow. I won't come back again. This deal. You must grow in the Lord. Win the battle of Bible study. Win it. Why are you not doing Bible study every day? You think life is just wake up, go to work, wake up, go to work. You know where people go on Saturday, Sunday before they come to work? You know what people drink before they come to work? An HR manager refused to promote a cleaner. The next day, the HR manager was paralyzed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, You don't do your Bible studies. You got to know your God. 
So that when you are walking, you walk like the way I'm walking, confidently. Not? When you sit in the board meeting, you will speak your mind without fear. Because you know in whom you have believed. Because some of them come for negotiation and they've passed somewhere already. Before they enter the board meeting, they've sprayed the thing in the air. Let the director speak my mind. Let me end in five minutes. Give the Lord a mighty clap of her. People will always judge your ambitions by their own insecurities. And that was what Elia was doing. Yeah. They will judge you in the flesh because they are not spiritual. <laughs> I'll show you four scriptures that should come into your mind. Keep it forever if you want to be a great achiever. Next month, we will deal with the subject motivation. Yeah. I want you to get something in you. The atmosphere is too depressing and I want to push you. Push your spirit by the word of God. You need to come to church with your friends who are down. Your relatives who are down to hear these messages. It's not always laying on of hands. But look at the information you have received today. Some of you are energized. Are, are, have been empowered to, to, to face life. A colleague of mine said, he runs a Bible school. He said the students were learning for exams. They were studying Bible. And his best student, as he was studying, he went mad. Came to ask me, what should he do? And I said, well, you are a theologian. So use your theology too. And I told him, the bloodline of the man does not want to see a man of God in the family. Go and fight for the person in the realms of the... When he went to see the man at the psychiatric hospital, he wanted to lay hands. The guy said, hey, put your hand down. You need my covering. Then he said, man of God, I knew the man was mad. <laughs> then I knew that Bodamno Wabopa God says to me to tell you that no matter what opposes you, you are able to do that which he has called you to do. Amen. Give the Lord a clap offering someone. <laughs> Let me give you four scriptures and we are done. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 16. And after that, we will pray a prayer and install a certain statement in our spirit. That will be activated anytime there is an attack. On your assignment. Give me the message versions of this. Because of this decision. We, we don't evaluate people. By what they have. Or how they look. We looked at the Messiah that way. Once. And got it all wrong. As you know. That means no, no man after the flesh. Once we saw the Messiah, we saw Jesus in the flesh. But when he became, when he translated, 
when he resurrected, when we began to see him in the spirit, when we saw him operate in the supernatural, and we compare him in his days in the flesh, there was a big difference. That is what the verse is saying. People will look at you in the flesh and say, ah, now also, I mean, who are you? But in the realms of the spirit, you are a different personality. He said, we certainly don't look at him that way anymore. People will look at you in the flesh, but you see yourself in the spirit because you are supernatural. Hallelujah. So when people look at you in the flesh, don't be agitated. Don't get angry. Don't start bringing philosophies. You are looking down on me today. Tomorrow you know. Those things are signs of inferiority complex. It is okay for people to look down on. It's okay. Because scripture has made provision for it. David was looked down on. He was looked down on. But that did not stop him. And Eliab, at the end of the day, joined the people to sing the praises of David. Yes. If you can overcome the spirit of Eliab, one day Eliab will join people to praise God for your life. Because, because of David, Eliab stopped paying taxes. Because his whole family was exempted from taxes. If you fail your generation, it is because you listen to Elia. Are you hearing me, somebody? Number two, First Corinthians chapter one, verse twenty-seven. Quickly, isn't it obvious that God deliberately chose men and women that the culture overlooks and exploits and abuses? Give me the K, uh, uh, KJV. God uses the foolish things of this world. <laughs> but God has chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. And has chosen the weak things of this world to confound the things which are mighty. So if God chooses you, no matter how people say you are foolish, you are weak, you are not able, you are not capable, God has chosen you to bring down the things which are mighty. I pray that you will see yourself as a tool in the hands of God. It doesn't fail. It is not the gun that kills a man. It is the one who pulls the trigger that kills a man. That is why we don't take guns to court. That this gun killed this person. No. He said, this man killed the person. You are a gun in the hands of God. God does not misfire. God does not misfire at all. In the hands of another person, you cannot just shoot Osama bin Laden. But in the schemes and military systems of the USA, they know exactly the length they have to fire the Asna to pick up Osama. See yourself. No matter the description, you yourself even see yourself. You know, they say we, we saw ourselves as grasshoppers before the people. See yourself as a vessel in the hands of God. God will never waste your life. Yeah. Number three. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 10. Oh Jesus, thank you. Therefore, I take pleasure 
in infirmities. Look at this. Let's start from verse 9. Quickly. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made. So look at, look at this scripture so that you don't misquote it. You have been misquoting it. Okay, so look at it well. It will help you. Okay, that's why I said start from verse 9. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient. Let's read it together. One to go. Let's start. One to go. Louder. So, in the next verse, we are going to look at the weakness he's talking about. So that you don't replace the weakness. Have you seen why I say you have been misquoting it? Eh? You have been changing the weakness that you have put another thing there. My immorality. But we will look at the weaknesses in the verse 10. Let's go. Want to go? Louder. For, wait, for, no, wait, wait, for Christ. So, 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 is that my infirmity? So, all the, if you are an English student, you will see that the writer could have said, therefore, I take pleasure in my weaknesses, in, in my infirmities for Christ's sake, number one. I'm breaking the scripture. So, I'll take pleasure in my infirmities for Christ's sake, number one. I will take pleasure in my reproaches for Christ's sake, number two. I will take pleasure in my necessities. You see, when you are firstborn, you have to take care of the family when you get job. It's a necessity. And God says that my grace is sufficient. When you are a husband, you have to take care of the family. Necessity. Say my grace is what? In persecutions. In distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak. So that is where that weakness is necessary. It's everything for Christ's sake. <laughs> Please, do you understand? So you won't allow any extremist grace preacher to deceive you. If you are low in sin, believe God to come out. Don't go and look for messages to empower you. The Bible said that in my weakness is his strength. That is not it. Talking about persecutions for Christ. Distresses for Christ. When you pay your tithe and you don't know how to chop in the month. That is what God is talking about. Hallelujah. May grace be released upon you. I see you fighting and winning that battle in your life. Hallelujah. Because of time, I want us to pray. I want you to pray a prayer. Close your eyes and put your hand on your heart. And pray that God, I refuse to be shaped by the negative words of people. Lift your voice and begin to pray. As you are praying in the spirit, I decree an installation of these words into your spirit, man. Anytime your assignment comes under attack, Anytime the vision God gives you comes under attack, 
I pray for you in the name of Jesus that these words will re-echo, that these words will bounce in your spirit, that these words will be seen and heard in your ears in the realms of the spirit. Your spirit will hear this word. Who cares what they say? Because the vision and the passion in you will be stirred up towards winning the battle. May your spirit fight the negative words of your enemies. May your spirit reject negative criticisms. May your spirit be stronger by than negative words. I pray that anybody that has mocked you will see the glory of God over your life and give praise to the Lord. I pray that your enemies, your burning now will attend your wedding. They will attend your naming ceremony. They will attend the launching of that business. Oh, they will attend the house, the housewoman of your new house. They will hear that the Lord has made you the greatest estate developer in your time. In the name of Jesus, may the Lord glorify himself in your life. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Remember, don't come under the reconstruction by the negative words of people. People will talk. People will call you names. It is normal. They call the son of um, Bartimaeus a name that even Jesus even recognized the name. Blind Bartimaeus. But at the end of the day, his eyes open. I see you becoming a great achiever. Lift your right hand and say, I am born in Christ. I'm born for greater works. And I'm born for great achievements. Give the Lord a clap of friend. The message you just listened to is from ICGC Karis Temple. To connect with us, you can like our page on Facebook at ICGC Karis Temple or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ICGC Karis. We would like to hear of how God is blessing you through this podcast. To support this podcast, please click on the profile button and click on support. Thank you and God richly bless you.